What is up, my friends? The day is Wednesday, November 22nd, 2017. And boy, do I have some things to discuss with you guys. Let's get on with the show. So it seems like I cannot get away from Uber this week. Again, there is more news coming out of Uber and not in a positive aspect. A lot of crap tends to be <laughs> circulating around Uber like this this gravitational pull of feces that just keeps spinning around the company right now, okay? So, and I found this out today funny funny enough from a family member. Um <laughs> I didn't have to look this up before I started seeing it posted on the news all over the place. But Uber today has there's been a uh, a uh, I guess you could say a revelation where somebody has found that the company had been hacked and a few hackers managed to pull information from 57 million Uber users. Okay, which means anybody that has used the app within, I think, the last year or so could have been a victim of this, where all of their information was compromised. And get this, it's not like Uber didn't know this was happening. Uber apparently made contact with the hackers and offered to pay them $100,000 in exchange that they just delete the information. So... There's a lot going around with this. A lot of people kind of have mixed mass opinions on it. Some people even said that they feel like it makes them want to use the app more because they think Uber will be more careful in the future. To whom I respond and say Uber may not be a thing in the future. This is crazy. They just got an $8.9 million lawsuit that we talked about yesterday because they were hiring in drivers who were not qualified for the job and now saying that they're paying a hundred thousand dollars to silence people that have access into their their world and <laughs> their whole their whole game so i don't know and then they're pushing out money for the uber air because they're trying to and you know expand into helicopters and you know getting people to place to place by air which already has its up, you know that's almost like an uphill battle itself i don't know all i can say is things aren't looking very very bright for uber right now and i think it's going to really take a lot on their part to to remedy this and fix this and the only thing i can really say right like right now is what you know what are their competitors up to because we're not hearing a whole lot of bad things coming out of their competitors seems like their competitors are still moving on so uber may not have a viable uh way to retaliate after this i guess only time will tell that is in itself a pretty crazy revelation um and and, and, and you know i think it's it's not too too bad i mean people get hacked all the time you always hear about companies getting hacked but like I said, this month, it just seems like there are feces pulled in Uber's gravitational pull. And they are just getting hit by crap. Literally just getting hit by crap left and right. So, 
hopefully they fix it i i don't i don't want them to go out it's not like i have this thing against uber i I believe uber is important to be a competitor to other ride sharing um platforms because competition is always good in for the consumer let's not get that uh switched up competition means more options for us which means better prices and better deals for the for the end consumer so i hope they stay a company and i hope they get over this but man these poor guys they're just getting hit from every angle it seems like all right guys we're gonna have a quick little music break i'm gonna send you some tunes to help get your afternoon started right And then we'll come back and we will discuss this net neutrality bill that's being proposed and why it's got me so heated and why I think every one of you who, if the internet has done anything good for you in the past, I don't know, forever, why you need to seek out your representative if you live in the United States and try to get this handled. We cannot let this thing be passed. Find out why in just a sec. Alright you guys, hope you enjoyed that tune. I played it for a reason. Because in the next couple minutes, you're going to figure out, you're going to know who your enemy is. <laughs> no, I, I don't I don't want to bash this guy too, too bad. But what he's proposing is stupid. It is annoying. And rather than go on a huge tangent myself and try to explain this and screw up a few things along the way... I'm going to tune you guys into a little video that um, Philip DeFranco just released on YouTube. And he kind of says it the best. So it's about it's about a minute and a half long. So if you guys, I'm going to go ahead and play it for you guys. But essentially the, the basic rundown is that we have net neutrality, which is basically a free, it, it's, it's a free space. The internet is a free space for us to be able to use it as we please and to do with what we want with it. This bill that is being proposed is hinting to try to make revisions on that and change it for what they think is the better, but for the end consumer, it's going to make things a lot worse. So without further ado, I'm going to pass this over to Philip DeFranco and let him explain these things to you. All right. The first thing I want to talk about today, the first thing we have to talk about today is the FCC and net neutrality. If you've watched the show for a while, you know we've talked about this a lot over the past few years. It's important we talk about it again today because net neutrality is once again under attack. And just a brief refresher on net neutrality, the idea behind net neutrality is you have a free, fair, open internet. You have a level playing field. It keeps the internet service providers from being able to influence what people do online. In 2015, the FCC labeled broadband internet a Title II, which made it a utility. And this meant that legislation could stop ISPs from throttling, creating paid fast lanes, any other control over broadband speeds. The worry here was that these ISPs would favor certain websites or services, and if you went to any others, they would throttle broadband speeds. We're already kind of seeing this pop up with wireless data, but it's always being touted as an incentive. A certain cell service says, hey, if you go with us when when you watch Netflix, that doesn't go towards your data cap. Or maybe it's with Hulu or whoever. Now imagine your broadband internet right in your home. All of a sudden you have Comcast. They say, hey, guess what? When you use Hulu, you get the top tier, the premium speed. And they have an incentive. They own a good percentage of Hulu. 
then guess what Netflix Amazon Prime those places those places don't get our fast lane for the internet it's slower it's clunkier maybe hey maybe if Netflix or Amazon Prime they pay us we'll give them the fast lane you gotta pay a tax if you want to go over our fast lane break imagine if Comcast or another ISP launched a competitor to YouTube and then they could just slow down the speeds to YouTube for their customers which you could argue and the chairman of the FCC now does well hey if an ISP is going to do that the market will decide we, we don't want Comcast the market will keep companies honest and fair and no you know how many people have Comcast and they don't want Comcast but they have to have Comcast because there aren't really any other options the same goes for several other ISPs the number of options for internet providers in your area are pitiful the United States is so far behind so many other countries the consumers can't decide where a market goes when the market is that limited when people have the option of Comcast ATT verse or just not having the internet that's not really a great situation so yeah he says it best um you we already are very limited on our options for internet providers in america the market cannot sway the people's uh where, where people are going to spend their money and their time on the internet it's just it, you have at&t and you have comcast you know and yes i know there are other internet providers underneath them but they're all essentially owned by those two companies so in some way or, or or another so if net neutrality is tampered with you'll start to see other effects on the way that the consumer uses internet and the way that I was seeing it is, is if they can do this, if they can have that kind of authority over the the powers that, you know, for what you do on the internet, there's nothing stopping them from charging you to do the things on the internet that you normally do for free. Of course, these companies would favor this bill because it essentially means that they can charge you more to provide you with the same product you already get for free. Imagine a package deal where you not only have to pay your monthly internet fee, but then you also have to pay to have things like YouTube or Hulu or Amazon or Netflix. And you have to pay package deals in order to get these um, access to these internets or at least to get fast speeds. I don't really think it would be access so much, but it would be at least to have good speeds for these websites. So... Yeah, net neutrality, we need to preserve it. So this whole thing is a bad, bad thing for small business, um, entrepreneurs, uh, content creators, anybody who uses the internet on a small scale to essentially run a business or or to use internet to expand their reach, right? Uh, because you're all, but what's essentially happening is you're giving people who have a crap ton of power already even more power more you're giving them more tools in the toolbox essentially is i guess that's the best analogy um you know if they can do this already you give them this and they can just do more and it's never going to be at the benefit of the end consumer so and the thing that kind of annoys me is the way that they push this outside of the people like whenever they pr present this on the news and the media is they present it as if it's going to be a good change um and i'm sure in the beginning they'll make it seem that way because all of this will start kind of is as, as a uh as a very light regulatory thing but then once the isps realize that they can influence this and they can use these tools in a more effective way for their business model 
then you're going to start seeing consumers not have much leverage because it's possible that companies like here's the thing if if they can if companies can throttle your speeds on the internet they can influence what websites you use which is already bad in itself but there's also later down the line nothing that's going to be able to prevent them from saying okay guess what you can't this is not part of your plan you cannot use amazon with these high speed internet but if you pay us five dollars a visit then you can have high speed to this website. You know, think that's a very extreme kind of way of looking at it. Maybe they would do it monthly or something, but essentially you have to pay, you'd have to pay more to get fast enough speed. And that may not seem like a big deal because people say, well, you can still you can still use the website, you just can't use them very fast. When's the last time you try to watch a video that wouldn't buffer and enjoyed your experience? I'll wait. Nobody. The answer is nobody. If someone was ever trying to watch a video or do something online that was productive with their time, but the program would not load, maybe, you you know, for content creators, I'll put it this way. When you try to upload something, you try to upload a video or a piece of content to Facebook or something. Let's say you try to upload a two minute video and because they throttle your speed, it takes 40 minutes for you to upload a two-minute video you can kind of see from that point of view anybody that uses the internet for anything will take a hit and this is why it's important that we do we try to do as much as we can to prevent this from from passing so there are a few things you can do right this moment you can go online and you can go to battleforthenet.com and this will this is a place where you can type in i think it's just your zip code and it will it'll send you the information for uh where what your your state representative is and it'll give you a link to go tell them you don't want you know you're against this you're against the idea of them implementing this uh this change i think it also um I don't know if it's for sure. I haven't looked at it myself yet. For uh, like, I haven't gone through with it yet. But from what I heard on the videos, it's they might even have a template for you to use too, so you can make it look prof- uh, professional. Because understand, you don't want to send these things into your state representative and tell them you don't want this, but but do it in a very demeaning or bad manner because people will in- instantly just kind of turn the other cheek if they think that. Uh, you're, you're immature or you're not being mature about it so make sure if you do decide to do this which i hope you do that whatever you send to your official that you send them a message that's very professional and just say hey look for my life for my day-to-day life this going through is not a benefit to me it's a detriment and i would i would encourage you guys to not approve this or go through with this we can still stop this from happening but this is the only way we can because as it looks like right now, by December 14th, next month, this thing is going to be passed. And it will probably be passed in a two-thirds type of vote. So it's up to us, guys. It's up to us. Let's stop this. Let's preserve net neutrality. So real quick, I want to say thank you to Philip DeFranco for creating this video. Um he has a pretty good following of people so i'm sure this reached a lot of ears due to him so real quick if you want more information or you want more access to to different websites that can uh 
inform you more and help you to make a decision and to help you locate your local representatives just go on to his uh his youtube channel which is just philip defranco and the title of the video is the internet is under attack the neutrality is dying and what you can do so if you can find that video um you'll have all of the links you need to to get that going and to get the information you seek so yeah thank you philip defranco the reason why this has got me so fired up is because it kind of affects um, the reality of what it is I want to eventually do with my life, which is to be an influencer in the music space. Uh, I, I, I'm a guitar player. I've been playing guitar for a long time, and the big thing for me is that I want to really focus in on pushing out music and, uh, and, and ways to help other people learn music and to do do things online and the internet is going to probably be a very big part of if that ever happens or comes to fruition so to have more regulations on the internet and like i was saying earlier like when you just try to get out a video and it takes 40 minutes to put out a two minute long video or something you, you can see how that would make life a lot more difficult to really get things done so for me anyways this is something i really hope doesn't go you know doesn't pass and if it does pass i hope that it is um i hope that it isn't as extreme as i'm making it out to be but there's always the possibility that it could so i hope it doesn't go through but that's enough on that neutrality it's a it's a I woke up today, looked online, and, and saw a whole slew of, of different articles about this. It's it's kind of depressing me at this point, so we'll just move on from that. We'll pretend like it didn't happen, and we'll move on to some more lighthearted news. But first, let's put down, let's lay down some cool, chill music to get us in a very calmed down vibe, and we'll get through, and we'll get through it together, guys. We'll do it together. All right, so some other interesting news that I found online, which is kind of is pretty funny. If you are somebody who doesn't value the internet, it is not something that you enjoy, and you've always wanted to end up somewhere in Switzerland, well, I might have something perfect for you. Apparently, the Swiss town of Albanine, okay, is offering right now to pay you to move to that town and start a family or have a or start a family and build a house there okay what they've said that they would allow is they would pay you, you uh 18,900 euros for each person to move there and a family you okay it says an additional 10,000 um fr swiss francs which is another 7,600 euros per each file that you take and you can take up you know up to a family of four so um mother father and two children so essentially they will pay you if you to start a family in this town they will pay you fifty three thousand euros which is the equivalent of you know what let me let me check that out i will get that information for you guys real quick so they will pay you to go live in switzerland that is really interesting information for people who are, you know, have all, like I said before, have always wanted to end up 
in Switzerland or somewhere in the in Europe. Um, I think you know. I think the the rate for one euro in U.S. dollars is is pretty close to a dollar. I think it's a little bit more than a dollar. So, um, but I will get the complete thing for you. So fifty three thousand euros, which is this the equivalent to sixty two thousand six hundred fifty five U.S. dollars. So, if you're trying to uproot your family, trying to move away. The <laughs> Switzerland will pay you. They'll pay you to do so, and they'll pay you sixty-two thousand dollars to do so. But there are a few conditions to to doing this. They said, "Oh, hold on." One thing that they say you have to do is you have to be willing to uh, either buy or build a house there, and that house has to exceed a certain amount of value. Let me see where is it at. Yep. Okay. So you have to, you have to live in a property full time. You have to either build it or buy it, and it has to be worth at least 151,000 euros. Well, actually, closer to 152,000 euros, or 200,000 Swiss francs. So they want you to be in a pretty, a pretty expensive home, I guess, maybe so that one day you can either sell it or improve the, the town's. Um, I guess the, the uh, so you can kind of improve their economy a little bit. They want you to ha- they want to build at least a couple high dollar houses to make it more attractive to live there. Cuz apparently uh that town has had a bunch of families just uproot and leave and go move somewhere else. So now they're wanting to pay people to live there. The other thing too is you have to be willing to live there a minimum of 10 years before you can move away from it. It's also it's it's located in a very very beautiful part of the country, but it's also very very uh, rural. It's it's a lot of farmland, and the nearest city is I think it says about an hour away. So, yeah, it, it's definitely got its downsides and it's got its upsides. But like I said, if you're somebody that's always wanted to move away, maybe your family you don't have a whole lot of debt or something, and y'all just want a change of scenery. Hey, if you want to give up the next 10 years of your life, you can go live in Switzerland and they will pay you to do so. So, cool stuff. That would be a wonderful place to be, but I don't know if that would necessarily be the right bet for me. Imagine it's very cold there and I don't think I could commit to that for the next 10 years of my life. However, if you like the cold, that's probably right up your alley. And it's in Switzerland. Like, it's in Switzerland probably some of the most beautiful scenery and sights in the world would be all around you at all times so it's a very attractive thing also um the quick little excerpt um italy will pay you to live there as well i think it's a similar type of thing but and they have their own little catches to it too they're willing to give away a few historical spaces for people to live at in italy but in exchange you can live in them but you also have to convert them into like a uh i I imagine they're big and they're big uh places and you can probably they probably have like updoor living spaces i mean uh upstairs living spaces but you have to convert the bottoms of them into uh like recreational things like spas and 
and whatnot. It's, I guess, their incentive to make Italy an even more attractive place to visit in the sea. But yeah, so that's another thing. Italy will pay you to live there too. Um, it's crazy. I wish, <laughs> I wish they would have a Japan incentive. They go pay me to go live in Japan. I would definitely do that. But the only problem with that is I probably have to learn Japanese, and I'm, I watch a lot of anime, but I don't think that is sufficient <laughs> enough to learning a language. Uh, but you know what? It's interesting. It is. I find it so interesting that places around the world want you to. They want you to live there. I, there's certain because people realize that it is beneficial to have people in a space. It is beneficial. the The value of people to be somewhere and to live somewhere is important. And I'm glad that places will pay you to to be there and to live there. You know what? I saw something on. Um, the internet earlier today too which i i didn't look up the article because i don't know how uh how true it could be matter of fact i'll kind of try to find it real quick but it said something like some some physicist uh, or astronomer it was some scientist or some sort said that dark matter doesn't exist um which is crazy because if you are into science at all i'm i'm pretty into science i love science dark matter has to be a thing energy has to be a thing and whoever this person is said that neither exists dark matter or energy they don't exist so let me see if i can pull that up real quick ah, found it um yeah and we'll base this is, we'll read this together guys and we'll see what it's all about because this kind of had me questioning uh its validity because it's something that we've all kind of known for a while now that dark matter is a thing so yeah and this is the nerdy section of the podcast so if you are not nerdy feel free to skip by this and get onto some music or i'm sure i'll have something playing that's interesting after this but essentially what it says is start of it says dark matter and dark energy the mystery forces believed to govern the universe may not exist after all and a newly developed model astronomer andre Ma- uh, madier I, I i killed his name has found that neither of these concepts is needed for the universe to be expanding at an accelerating rate all right all right Let's see. It is generally accepted that normal matter, the stuff that makes up everything we see, including stars and planets, makes up just 5% of the universe. Dark matter, which cannot be seen or detected, is said to make up a further 27%. Scientists believe it exists because of the gravitational influence it apparently has over galaxies. It is thought that without it, they would rotate so fast they would be torn apart. The rest of the universe is thought to be made up of dark energy, the force seen as driving the universe expansion. Okay, so that's a quick rundown of what these two things, what we've always thought these two things to be are. I'm curious to see why this guy says they don't exist. So let's let's get down to that. Let's see. I may have to go into the next segment, guys, but I want the answer to this, so just be patient with me. <laughs> All right, so we're talking nerdy, all right? He's, Mater says that he focuses his study on something called scale invariance. 
said this is the concept that says a feature of an object will not change even if its length or energy scales are multiplied by a common factor. The universe is normally considered according to three main theories, Einstein's general relativity, Newton's universal gravitation, and finally quantum mechanics. The most prevalent theory of universe formation is the Big Bang, which says that the universe started from an infinitely small and dense point and then expanded rapidly after an explosion. Okay. All stuff that I have heard before. It says Mater, who is with the University of Geneva, says the model is incomplete. There is a starting hypothesis that, de that hasn't been taken into account. And in my opinion, he said uh, in a statement, I mean the scale invariance of the empty space, in other words, the empty space and its properties do not change following a dilation or contraction. Um, or contraction. <laughs> empty space is a cosmological constant, something that does not change and can be used in models of the universe. Mater uses the idea of scale invariance and applies it to the universe models. His findings show we do not need dark matter and dark energy to explain the expansion of the universe. His model predicts an accelerated expansion of the universe without dark energy. It can also be used to explain the speeds of galaxies and starts within them, meaning dark matter is unnecessary to the announcement of this model, which at last solves two of astronomy's greatest mysteries, remains true to the spirit of science. Nothing can ever be taken for granted, not in terms of experience, observation, or the reasoning of human beings, he said. Man, I feel like that's something all scientists always, they always end up saying that. When they can't fully prove something, they always say stuff like, the universe doesn't need to make sense to you, or, you know, it may not make sense to the human mindset. Like It's almost like they're saying, I know this is above your understanding, but it's supposed to be, so it's true. But <laughs> if it's above human understanding, then not even you could understand it. So I don't, uh, I don't know. So apparently he's saying that there is a missing piece in all of the equations of things that we've come to know, things that we've come to understand about how matter and energy is formed and used to create, well, essentially everything. And he, this guy is saying that there is a missing piece to it. He's trying to figure out how to complete his model for this. And once he does, it will reveal essentially that these two things do not exist okay i'll give them the benefit of doubt and we'll say that they don't exist but if they don't exist how did things happen then so i'm not sure if we'll ever get an answer to that hopefully this guy conducts more but if this is something this is probably just you know a one-off this is something that came out some scientist thinks he, he cracked the code to life and it'll either be, we'll either find out in a couple years that this is exactly right or he was full of horseshit. And <laughs> I don't mean that in, uh, in a bad way. I'm just saying it seems highly unlikely that all these things that we've spent decades and well, hundreds of years really coming to understand are, are false because something doesn't add up to one scientist. I don't know. Anyways, that's interesting stuff. That was nerdy, I know. And I know a lot of people that probably probably are like, I'm not interested in that. You guys got to understand something, man. Life is a crazy thing. I know I can't get everybody interested in science, but one thing we should all want to know more about is how we happened. 
and science is the best thing we have to figuring that out and that was just a cool thing I'm, I'm glad i thank you guys for allowing me to talk on that if you guys want to look up this stuff for yourself you can just look up um hannah osborne from newsweek is the one that released this article and real quick before the segment ends let me find that dude's name real quick oh man andre andre mayer okay <laughs> And like I said, I, I killed his name. I butchered his name, slit its throat, and threw it in a box. Uh, I'm sorry, but his name is Andre Mayer or something like that. Mater. And you can look him up if you have any more, if you're interested on that topic, to any more detail. So I don't know if any of you guys follow Dragon Ball Z. If that's something that you guys are into, maybe you've just heard about it and it's not something that piques your interest. But one thing's for sure, if you've ever in any time of your life been able to see the Kamehameha, the Kamea wave from Dragon Ball Z, one of the most iconic things. You've ever heard somebody say, Kamehameha. You ever heard that at all? Then guess what? I've got something for you that is going to set you ablaze. And I challenge anybody to watch this and not get the what I call the energy goosebumps. You just you <laughs> in, in Dragon Ball Z, man, there was always this thing where you had to lend Goku your energy for his spirit bomb. And I'm telling you, you watch the latest episode of Dragon Ball Z and you will instantly feel that you will feel like you have to give your energy to Goku Goku is in this crazy fight and he ends up using his instinct powers which he's been building up for this whole time uh, in the show and it has allowed him these new set of powers where he can kind of move on instinct hence the name instinct mode and he doesn't have to uh, he doesn't have to even think he just does well in this video, all right, he's <laughs> he's charging up his uh, his Kamea wave, and he's just like he's you know doing the whole Kame, and then, and then the whole time he's doing this, he's like deflecting blasts that are coming at him. He's jumping off of debris. He's charging it up, and <laughs> and there's all this hype around it as Dragon Ball Z tends to give. They put so much hype and so much emphasis into like one single attack, and he's perfecting it. He's making, he's adding energy to it. There's this huge beam, or it's like it's a double beam, where the guy or the the chick he's fighting <laughs> puts. She's uh she's fused, right? So it's two people, and she uses both of her hands to shoot this like big ball of fire this like fire beam thing at goku and it's huge and he jumps over it uses his ball of energy from his kamea wave and surfs on top of the blast <laughs> until he gets back <laughs> until he gets to the end of it where <laughs> the person is like creating the blast and then just kamehameha is directly to the face directly to the face point blank range and i you know my challenge for any of you guys listening whether you're a dragon ball z fan or not go look up <laughs> just go look up goku um instinct 
uh, oh my bad, Kamehameha Instinct on uh, on YouTube, and you'll you'll see it. You'll see it. It's the most broken thing I've ever seen. Well, actually, not. I won't say the most broken I've ever seen in a long time that I've seen, and it just brought me back to my childhood. I saw him charge it up. I saw him <laughs> deliver that energy blast straight to the face, and I couldn't help but get the little goosebumps, man. And I think anybody would would too. Even if you, even if that's not even something you're about, just the amount of hype and energy that they put into that is just, it's it's crazy. So go check that out. Go check that out. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Alright guys, we're going to take a quick little break real fast. I will play you guys some music. You guys can have a few tunes to listen to. And then we'll come back and we'll close up. This episode's going to be a little bit shorter today. Because I've got to be at work here in a few. But yeah, some a few little interesting things I wanted to touch base and talk about. So I'll see you right after the break. Alright? Alright guys, it's that time. Thank you, thank you so much for giving me your attention on this episode of The Talking Spot Radio. We're five episodes in, guys. The ride never stops. We keep going. I'll be back tomorrow, uh, hopefully tomorrow morning with another episode. So tune back in. (sighs) Around that time, I will have something released, so just keep looking out for it. Thank you guys for giving me your attention. I can't I can't say that enough, man. I'm, I'm so, so glad to be doing this, to be able to have a platform where I can talk to you guys, share cool, cool ideas, cool concepts, and just basically get whatever out there that I want to get out there. So I will see you next time. This has been Brandon, also known as Brown Sasuke. You guys have been wonderful. Keep spreading peace, love, and positivity. And as always, guys... Stay classy, my friends. See you tomorrow.